Sunday, Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. For those of you who actually listen to this show weekly while I'm doing it live, for everyone who's listening in the future, it doesn't matter. But it's Sunday, and today I just watched episode 8, season 6 of Mad Men, The Crash. And as I'm talking to you right now, I'm putting my car in, shifting it into drive, and I'm taking my dog to the park. And when I tell you, it is a winter wonderland where I am right now, up in uh, northeast Massachusetts in a little little city I like to call Methuen because that's the name of the city. And uh, I just scraped my car off. It is freezing out, but the sun is cooking. Now, it's bright. It's not hot at all. It's, it's awful, but uh, the sun is out. So, sun's out, Mike's out. Isn't that the saying? Taking my dog to the park? <clears throat> but not before. I finally watched today's episode of Mad Men, this week's episode. Uh, I, I, I don't know why Friday I didn't watch it. I think because I was doing another podcast. How selfish of me. And then yesterday I was just like, I, I have no, like, I wanted to watch TV, but I didn't want to watch TV and go, okay, now I have to think about what I'm watching and talk about it. I just didn't have it in me. So, uh... Here we are on a Sunday morning, and I'm in the car, and, uh, it, ooh, um, you know, in, in moments I may have to uh, stop talking while I obey, I guess, the, the rules of the road, as they say. Um, but one thing I don't want to do, <laughs> I don't want to crash. Um, yes, that's the episode of Mad Men I watched today. But before we get started talking about today's episode... Why don't we take a moment to hear from today's sponsor? You good? Talking to my dog here. Wasn't that a great sponsor? <clears throat> All right. So, The Crash. You know how I like to look at these episode titles and think literal and figurative. We got we get both. We get more than one literal lit- literal literal. We got more than one literal uh, interpretation of the title, The Crash, because the episode opens up with our buddy Ken Cosgrove, and he's driving along in uh, with the Chevy people. Well, I didn't know that at the time. He's driving along with what I'm assuming are clients. Um, the, he's driving a car. He is... Um, he looks frightened. The guys with him are, like, um, drunk... They're crazy. They're sh- they have a, a handgun. They're covering his eyes. They're, they're trying to, you know, grab the wheel from him. All these crazy things. And look, unfortunately, I'm from the future as far as Mad Men is concerned. So I've seen pictures of Ken Cosgrove, and I think, oh, here it is. This is when it's going to happen. No, I'm not even going to go into more detail than that because I don't want to talk about that because that's not what happened here. Um, but he did have a car accident, uh, which didn't seem to be all that big of a deal. So he, you know, it's tough. This is a, I'm not sitting in front of my computer. I'm not remembering the exact order of things. It's like the old, old time where I would just hit record and talk, which is really the point of the show anyway, isn't it? So Kenny um, <clears throat> definitely hurt his leg as he came into, um, he came into a meeting uh, at work and um, actually, 
where am I? So I'm all over the place. I apologize. But he goes to a meeting at work and he's like, you could see that they are Ted. It's Ted, Harry Hamlin, who I'll never remember his name. Uh, Roger's in there and um, Don. And they look just flabbergasted. They look exhausted. They look beat. They look like at their wits end because Chevy is just really being dicks to them. Like, they are so demanding and so, like, they're not accommodating in any way. They call the shots. They pay the money. They they, they don't like certain ideas. They don't like um, what they've been handed so far. So it's like everything that they've been um, doing for them, it just hasn't been enough. They've been running them ragged. My hand, not the hand holding the recorder, but the hand holding the steering wheel is so cold right now like to the point where it's 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 not even safe for me to be driving and talking like driving while podcasting i'm not sure if that is a crime yet but if it becomes a crime one day it's going to be because of moments like this um so the thing is is like ken comes in he's in he's limping He's on a cane, and they're like, they're yelling about Chevy, and he's like, they don't care. They, they, this is, they're, they're using me ragged, you know. Um, they need something. They like, they don't like any of these ideas. They want all these demands, all these things. And Harry Hamlin's like, you know, and he's like, doesn't anyone care? I almost died in a, in a car accident. No one seemed to care. And Harry Hamlin's like, I got a doctor. He'll, um, he'll, 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 we'll bring him in. He'll, 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 um, He'll fix you up. And Don was all coughing and stuff. He's like, he'll fix you up too. Uh, and I thought that was a throwaway line. I thought, oh, you know, I, I have a doctor. I thought maybe it would be the the surgeon guy. I don't know. Somehow there'd be a connection there. Speaking to him, Don gets a phone call from Dr. Dr. Surgeon guy because I don't remember his name. But it's not him. It's, it's Dr. Wife. And uh, she is had it up to here with Don. Don was, has been sitting outside her apartment he's been lighting cigarettes and just sitting there and leaving the burnt cigarettes oh excuse me i didn't even have breakfast yet i don't know what that was um leaving the burnt cigarettes right outside her back door to the point where the doctor surgeon guy is noticing and dr hirsch is that um i don't know and you know the wife is just pissed she's like you need to stop this we are over. He's like, no, no, I must, I must see you. Uh, she's like, she pretended to be him to get him on the phone. She's like, you, now you know how it feels, getting all nervous. All right, hold on. I, I got to look both ways. And, whoa, here we go. Um, <clears throat> she's like, now you know how it feels. She is completely done with him. She's like, I, I, I don't know what to do with you. I, I, I just wish you would find happiness. You used to love Megan. He's like, no, stop it. And like, she goes, that's the only, that's the only thing that gets through to you. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts that Don wasn't happy with Betty, gets a, gets a new wife, falls in love. She seems to be a great girl, a career girl, a girl going places. And, um, she really loves him and he just, he can't help but be a a dick to her. Um, but this doctor wife is like, uh, completely done with him. Does not want to speak to him. Doesn't she's like? Don't make me hang up on you. But then she does hang up on him, and Don takes his phone and smashes it against his his bar bar 
crate, bar, you know, um, trolley, whatever they call those things, bar cart. And uh, because every office has a bar cart. And um, Don, his secretary, is like, Mr. Draper, should I come in there? He's like, no, 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 I'll, uh, I'll be out in a couple hours. I'll be got to take a nap. She comes in a couple hours later. She's like, uh, you need to, you know, they need to see you upstairs and go upstairs. And believe me, I apologize already if I'm out of order, but I'm going to tell it like I remember it. Um, there really is a doctor. Harry Hamlin has a doctor uh, that I'm assuming gives them uppers. He's, he's like, I'm giving you a vitamin shot. And there's some, some proprietary proprietary stuff in there, energy boost. I'm like, this is the 60s. Um, it's, um, some dude is coming into his office and just shooting the guys, in, injecting the guys in, the, in their asses with God knows what, you know, like B12 um, and energy serum, I think. It's like, what? So I'm like, is there, I mean, is there Coke in there? I don't know what's going on. But Don is like, well, all right, I guess. You know, doesn't have doesn't have any problem taking the injection, because um, he's. And, but it, really, what it does is it screws everything up. Now, um, I like to go from character to character a lot of the time and talk about each character's story. Um, and it's a lot of Don, a little Peggy, mostly Don, and and I guess, yeah. I don't know. So what, during that meeting earlier in the day, Ted gets a phone call, and it's the secretary's like, um, you know, there's another. Uh, it's 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 Nan about that other matter. You know, basically what happens is the um, the G and CGC, uh, the guy who I feel like we met only after he was sick. Maybe we met before. I don't remember. But he's dead. He died. And we get some weird time jumps in this episode because it seems like, Don goes in the other room or he stands still for a moment and then all of a sudden they came back from the funeral and it seemed like nobody cared about this guy dying as much as Ted did. Peggy went to the funeral with him because um, you know I think she cares about Ted and she also was like uh, you know but I can still get all my Chevy work done and Harry's like Harry Hamill's like okay that's good. Harry didn't seem to care at all about it. He's like yeah it's a real shame. Real, real tragedy, he said. Something really just like throwaway line. Uh, that's when they were getting the injections. And then later, some of the creative guys, I don't know what their names are, uh, Goofus and Gallant, I'll call them. Um, they're from CGC. They're, they were like, um, they, were, they were almost happy. They seemed like, you know, good. They didn't, they didn't like him. They, they called him a, a bastard or whatever. And they're like, Peggy, you agree? And Peggy was just like, okay, we got to get back to work. Um, I feel like maybe I was shot with one of these injection shots too because I'm trying to remember all this stuff and it's all gum- gumbled isn't even a word it's it's two brothers who do uh, sports casting and newscasting gumbled that was, that was a new one um, but it's all um, it's all scrambled together that's the word I'm looking for um, <clears throat> excuse me we do get a little Betty Draper and it seems like the I don't even know when when did this happen that the black hair is just gone. She's blonde haired now and she's completely back to her old like figure. You know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to body shame anybody, but she's back to being thin. She's back to being old Betty that she was in the past. Uh, maybe it's because um, Henry's running for office. Uh, we did get a little Henry, which was, you know, always good to see. Um, 
Not that I love the guy, but I love the guy's voice. Um, and um, we got just a little. I'll, I'll just do a little bit of my Henry as much as I can, even though he's not very good. Uh, now, Betty, we don't want to. We don't want to d- jump to any conclusions here. Um, but they're all dropping Don off at the. Uh, they're dropping the kids off at, at Dad's, which ends up being a little weird and confusing. And then, uh, oops, something bad happened. Because uh, I was like, what the hell is going on here? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, this episode was like, I feel like not a lot happened. Like there wasn't a giant amount of story-driven moments. Maybe I'm wrong. But it felt more like just a, like a, a slice of life and a lot of character stuff, mostly for Don. Because we got the flashback of young Don. Young Don is in the whorehouse. Young Don is sick. He's sick here and he's sick in the whorehouse. So he's reminded of that. The brothel, whatever you want to call it. And um, one of, the, one of the, um, the professionals at the brothel, the workers, Ami, who's, all, who's just Amy, who likes her name sounding a little fancier, uh, ends up being friendly to him, helping take care of him, and then basically raping him. And uh, taking his virginity from her, from him, um, and the the she ends up getting kicked out of the brothel, and he, like somehow it came up that he, oh she said I took the boy's cherry, and then that got him a good beating from the not his from his guardian it's not his mother it's that woman uh, that beat him up good so we got like you, you kind of see some of the the reasons why Don Draper is like broken in ways um it's it's it was weird and like at one point he looks he he's took a shot already and the shot screwed him up big time like he was overly thinking of the oh i gotta stay in the lane he was overthinking things he was looking up for old um old oatmeal and soup campaigns that Peggy had no idea what they were talking about um and i realized there was no old soup campaign the soup campaign was was the, um, the the prostitute giving him soup to make him feel better. It, re- it was all kind of going back to that. Then he saw the, the oatmeal campaign, and the woman dr- in the drawing had a little mole, and that reminded him of the, the, the brothel as well. So I feel like the whole soup campaign and all the ideas that he had were completely garbage, and it was just this shot totally screwed him up. Um, and screwed up, it screwed up a, a lot of things. Well, it, it gave... It got... Um, Stan just completely hyped up and high as a kite. He's running around. He wants to arm wrestle everybody. He wants to um, he wants to sleep with Peggy. He, they have a nice moment where they. Um, well, I mean, he's like trying to take no for an answer. That's not a great moment. But he wasn't aggressive about it. He wasn't a jerk about it. He was just trying. Um, and she's you know she's a strong girl. She a strong woman. So she was like you know come on you know enough here. Um, and. The, uh, but he talks about how he lost his cousin 20, year old, 20 years old in Vietnam and she's like look you gotta just fight through the pain drugs and sex are not going to get you through this um, and he's like oh, you have a great ass she's like thank you you, know, it was, you could see that there is a real relationship between them where he could say these things that aren't like they're, they're not as complimentary as he thinks they are but at the same time, she's okay with it because, you know, they go back for a while now. Um, I like that at some point, they're all, like, throwing pens 
at Gins at um at at, at Stan, um, because they um like because they're all high except except Ginsburg. He's the only one who didn't take drugs. He's still trying to work. He's like um, Don is like I have great ideas. I've got it. I've got it. He had nothing. Um, he's try that's the whole thing with like it was almost like he was the philosophy of life. He wasn't even working about Chevy. It was it was just like a whole lot of nothing. He typed up a bunch of stuff. It was nothing. Um, it, it seemed like, but he said, "I gotta get, they gotta get me in the room." Oh, he said this to uh, to to um, to Ken at one point because Ken took the shot. He said his foot t- felt better, um, and Don says to him, "You gotta get me in the room. You gotta get me with him. It's the timber of my voice." And Don and Ted and Ken just starts dancing for him. Like, I'll do whatever I can. I'll do whatever you want me to do because that's my job. I'm their toy. I'm their dancing toy. Uh, and does a little like uh, tap dance. And Don, all Don said was, how'd you learn that? He's like, my, uh, my wife. Wait, no, my girlfriend, my, my first girlfriend. I forget. He, he couldn't even remember exactly how he learned how to tap dance. But it was a fun little moment um, of him just being like, I'm this tap dancing fool who almost has to die in a car accident, gets shot at because uh, they get shot near so that it, it startles me while we're hunting. So everyone thinks it's funny. And um, just just keep dancing because that's what they need me to do. I'm the dancing fool, the dancing mule. And um, I guess that's his job. He, he keeps going back and forth to Detroit having to deal with these people uh, head on. And it seems like it's wearing on him. As you can see him physically, you know, in, <laughs> on a cane, his ear bothering him. Uh, it, it's getting to him, but he keeps doing it. I like at one moment they are, um, they're talking about different, uh, they're just throwing out uh, hundreds of mottos, you know, uh, for the dad and the son of getting a car. And they're like, who in their right mind gets a car as a gift? And at that moment, Pete walks by. I think it was Ginsburg who says he does. His family's like his. I thought that was just a great moment. And I think that was the only time we saw Pete in this whole episode, which, I don't know, for some reason it just made me chuckle because Pete just walked by. There's Pete. Other episodes, he's a major player. And this one, he's like, huh, what? I'm going home, everybody. I'm going home. Have a good weekend. Um, that was, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, you know, Peggy, she, you could see she was interested in Stan, but she's like, I have a boyfriend. And she didn't go for it. Uh, she had that nice moment talking to him, uh, and she, um, she Don, Don at one point is walking down the stairs. He's high on this weird cocktail of a shot. <clears throat> he sees the, um, he looks into Ted's room and sees Ted and um, Peggy. Um, they're like consoling each other. Uh, Peggy is. Um, has her has her just they're talking they're, they seem too close too close for Don's liking seemed like Don didn't appreciate it because I feel like maybe he thinks Peggy is his protege not Ted's protege and but then he he looks at Ted's secretary and he's like do we know each other she's like I, I we met I think so no from something before this she's like no I don't think so I think this woman also reminded him of the the prostitute who um, the prostitute with a heart of gold that took him in, you know, gave him soup, took care of him, raped him, and then got kicked out. You know, that that classic story of, of love. So Don's working his ass off to the point where he forgot that he's supposed to be home with uh, Gene, Sally, and Bobby, and Betty calls, um, not Betty, 
so sorry, Don. Uh, Megan calls and she's like, what are you doing? I have to go. She has to go to a play so that she can meet people to try to get in plays. And even Sally's like, you're on TV. And Bobby's like, you're on TV. Why would you have to do that? Like, TV's better than plays. Why would you want to be in a play? But she had this whole thing planned. And she's like, I have to go. So she's like, I'll make you some spaghetti. They didn't even want that. And, and Sally, you're going to... Um, you're going to make some money, some boots. You're going to earn some boots to go along with that skirt. Back earlier in the episode, um, Sa- Betty was like, where'd you get that skirt? She goes, I bought it. She goes, with what money? I, what, did Megan buy it for you? She's like, I bought it with my own money. Um, she earned money from babysitting. She's like, you're, not, you know, you're too young to be babysitting. Uh, to, you shouldn't be left alone. I don't know. Betty does not like it. Obviously, Betty doesn't like anything Megan does. Um, and it comes back to bite Megan and Don in the butt uh, because Megan's like, I have to leave you guys alone. You'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know, take care of, um, I have to go to this play and your dad's going to keep working because Chevy is, seems to be the only thing that matters. Um, at one point in the office, they, I thought, what are they doing here? They, they bring in like a fortune teller, this young woman who is like, has these coins that she uses to like she uses to tell the future she's a very very hippy dippy i thought okay this is all the drugs why is this girl here they didn't explain it at first um and this girl is like trying to tell the future like and stands into it all the everyone's into it and they're they're like uh do you want a reading to dawn and she goes you don't have to tell me your question i can think you don't even have to tell to me i can figure it out she's like okay and Later on, she's in Don's office, and this was the whole, um, this was the thing with lost time, where Don, you know, is so high on these drugs that we don't even know that at some point he tells this girl, we should have a, we should have a drink in our office, and you can come in my office. This girl looked about 18 years old, and Don's trying to get her in his office to have a drink, so she's in there, and she, she approaches him, and he's like, what, huh, what are you doing? She goes, you should leave, you should leave. Later on, um, we see Harry Hamlin and Peggy, after Peggy leaves Don's office, she's like, what's going on? He looks in, and this girl is, is mounted upon Stan, and they're having the sex that Stan so um, wanted, but Peggy would not give. He gets it from this girl. And Peggy, you could see she was annoyed. First of all, this is like, imagine this happening now, but like someone having sex in an office, and just she just shakes her head like, ugh, how annoying. I think she was annoyed. Um, at the pro- at the that this was happening, but I also think uh, that she was disappointed in Stan. Like Stan, I thought you wanted to be with me, not just be with anybody like this girl. And Harry Hamlin was just watching because he's a creep. What makes us even creepier is at the end of this episode, and we'll get there. So Peggy just yells, "I'm leaving," and she says it loud enough, hopefully for Stan to hear. But I don't think Stan was paying attention. Um. So back at the Draper uh, residence, uh, Sally wakes up <coughs> to come out. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I'm at the park. I'm here. So, But I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep talking. So Sally comes out, and um, there's this woman in, in, their, uh, in their apartment. She's like, oh, hello. She goes, oh, hi. And I forget, what's your name? And Sally says, oh, I'm your friend of your daddy's. He called me Grammy... I don't know. Give me something. And she goes, you don't remember me? You talked about me? Your father's Do- Donald Draper, right? She's like, yeah. She goes, oh, we go back a ways. And this is old. She goes, I, she goes, you're not my Grammy. We're not related. Well, how do you know? Well, I guess not because this is an older black woman. 
And um, she's just like smooth talking, saying, how do you know these things? Now, I bought your dad a new, a new um, I, I, I bought you some gifts and you need to go back to bed. And she's walking around the house. She's like, you come here, give your grandmother some sugar and gives her a hug. I'll fix you up some eggs. Um, she's like, who else is here? Oh, just me and my brother and my brothers. Oh, okay, let me fix you up some eggs. This woman's a con woman. Um, Bobby comes out. She's like, what are you doing? He goes, We're not, you're not my, you're not my grand. We don't have a grandma. Oh, yes, you do. You just don't remember me. Now, I bought your dad a nice new band for his gold watches, but I want to surprise him. Where would he keep his watches? Oh, he keeps them behind there. I'm like, oh, kids, what are you doing? She's like, great. And then Sally is like, this something's up here. So she grabs the phone. Calls the police. Bobby's like, do we know this woman? Who is this woman? Are, are we? And Bobby goes, are we Negroes? Which was a really like cute, innocent, funny line. He had no idea what was going on. Sally does not know this woman and did not trust her. Calls the police. And the woman grabs the phone. She's like, oh, a big misunderstanding. He hangs up. And um, she's like, why'd you have to go do that? And he has a big misunderstanding. And uh, later on in the episode, but. Don, oh, Don comes home, but does he go up to his family first? No. He goes to Dr. Wife's uh, door and just leans up against the door. He misses her so much uh, that he just wants to be with her so much. And um, he goes to, uh, then he finally goes to his apartment and he's just talking to himself about how he can win this woman back. Uh, Opens the door and Henry's there, Betty's there, Megan's there, the kids are there, and the police are there because they were robbed. This woman's a con woman. She's been using all these different, um, all these different, uh, like she's been going from house to house, apartments, breaking in and and con the con the kids, con and stole a bunch of stuff from them, robbed them blind. She said, uh, but they caught her and they have to come down and ID their stuff. So they she's, they're probably going to get their stuff back. But Betty's like this city, and it's your fault, Megan. And Megan apologizes and. Uh, she goes, you leave them alone in this city, this filth. And Henry's like, now's not the time. She's like, Henry's running for office. Like, I don't even know what that meant. But Henry's like, now's not the time to have these. Now's not the time for this. Con- <clears throat> Excuse me. Now's not the time for this conversation. Oh, I don't All of a sudden, I have a really thick, like, New York accent. It's not that New Yorky. Okay, I haven't done Henry in a while. Um, but you could see that um, Megan was upset. Uh, Sally, I think, was just annoyed. Betty was more upset, and Don was just like, uh, collapse, and he crashes. He crashes. See, there's the crash of the car, and there's the crash of everything hitting Don in the face, but there's also the crash of, um, like, the drugs coming down from the high and crashing. Uh, And he just goes back to bed. Uh, He finally goes to bed, and he is just out. The next day, we just see him, boom. Actually, they don't even... Do they even say anything? Just, he cr- oh, Megan says, oh, I would have, I, I can't blame you. I would have fainted too. I almost fainted too. I was so upset. She doesn't know that Don was, has a dr- shot in his ass and he's been like, you know, running himself ragged. Next day, Don Draper looks great, showered, perfect hair, gets in the elevator. Who gets in? But Dr. Wife. Dr. Wife gets in the elevator and um, they don't say, he's like, good morning. Nothing. Then he leaves and walks out and she just kind of looks like, oh, Donnie boy. Um, but Don's not having that anymore. Goes back into the office. Um, and Ted's like, what is this gibberish? I leave for a moment, you know, for a, for a minute, for a weekend to have a, uh, a funeral. And this stuff doesn't even make sense. You spelled Chevy wrong in so many places here. So as it turns out, the drunkenness, the drugs, all it did was 
fuel a bunch of creative nonsense. I don't know if they got anything out of it, but um, Don's like, listen, I'm going to continue doing the, the um, directing the creative on Chevy, but that's it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And um, I forget why he said this. It was almost like he can't, he can't do the work himself, but he's going to direct the creatives who do because it's running him ragging. I forget. And he's like, what is happening here? And he just, um, oh, before that, he gets a phone call. And um, Sally's like, I'm really, you know, she's, he's like, everything okay? She goes, I'm sorry, Dad. Um, I, I wanted to apologize. He's like, you did nothing wrong. The, you know, I left the door unlocked. There's nothing on you. You did everything right. I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. She's like, well, you know, he, she tricked me. She said she knew you. And I realized I don't know anything about you. And I was like, oh, what a gutting, gutting line. He's like, you didn't do anything wrong. Everything's fine. And that's it. He just kind of pushed that off and blew that off. Um, and the episode ended with him walking away from Ted's office back into his office. So I think he's done running himself ragged for Chevy. He's just going to do what he needs to do um, to get it done, but not overdo it, I think. And Ted was just like, I go for a minute. What the hell is going on here? Uh, and that's how the episode ends. So not much Roger, a couple of Roger lines, very little Pete. Um, Don going through a lot. That injection really did a number on him. Remember when he did the gas, when he had the gas with the dentist, that kind of screwed him up too. A lot of thoughts of the past. Um, made him think of, you know, the, the Amy who took care of him. Uh, but I don't think he likes seeing uh, Peggy um, not come to him for everything now that she's back. And uh, Peggy seems a little, very, very close to Ted. Stan, you think, was get, trying to get close to her, but he just wanted he just wanted some loving to the point where, oh, that's it. So at one point they said, you know, I, you, I try to have something nice here. And, and, and then you end up bringing... Um, his daughter, the guy who died, you brought, they brought, you brought his daughter here too. Ted, Don's like, what? He goes, oh, she, you know, I thought she, 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 it was right. It was fine. It was fine. Harry Hamlin said, the daughter is the girl who is the fortune teller who was trying to flirt with Don, who was having sex with Ginsburg while Harry Hamlin was watching. What a creep. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I love that little reveal. Um, I was like, oh, my God. And who knows how old this girl even really is. Um, but I thought that was a, a, a funny, like, like, oh, my God, reveal. Good episode. Again, nothing crazy happened. Uh, just a lot of more Don Draper introspective introspection. I think that's it. So my dog is sitting right next to me. Do you have anything to say? No? Mm -hmm. She just smelled my recorder. Um, she's being good, but she needs to get out and stretch her legs. So we're at the park here in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Look it up. If you look up, I think it's Riverside Park or we're next to the uh, Haverhill uh, Stadium. If you look at that on Google Maps, there's a park right next to it. That's where I am right now. Oh, the Internet. Um, so I want to say uh, I think that's it. I feel like I covered everything in this episode. And uh, it was a fun episode. Um, but it wasn't like it just shows that Chevy. Oh, oh, that's what he says. He goes, I'm done doing this stuff. Every time we get a car, this place turns into a whorehouse. The whorehouse line. Thinking back to his days in the whorehouse. It's all a circle. Time is a flat circle. Um, and they go crazy, and it makes him think of his crazy upbringing where he gets beaten and raped and all that, you know, all that fun stuff that, that he had to go through. Um, and he, that's where he's just like, because Chevy is driving them crazy. Jaguar, 
oh, whenever we get a car, this place turns into a whorehouse. They got Jaguar, and, 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 and Joan had to sell herself. Joan wasn't in this episode at all. She's probably still recovering from the, um, from the appendix. Um, and uh, Bob wasn't in this episode either. Uh, but, um, oh, my God, that's a great line. I almost, like, I didn't even connect that. Every time we get a car, this place turns into a whorehouse. Joan had to whore herself out to that fat load from Jaguar, literally to get the Jaguar count. Uh, and with Chevy, they're running themselves so ragged that they're taking drugs um, and, uh, and, and going crazy and, you know, sleeping with former colleagues' daughters. Well, not Don. Thank God Don didn't do that. He's done enough. Um, he still pines for Dr. Wife really, really bad. He hasn't gotten over that yet, I think. I mean, he seemed pretty over it in the elevator, but he was at that door the night before just, just listening like a creep. I thought the doctor was going to end up behind her, but behind him, but he was already in the apartment. Um, so it was a good episode, actually. The more I think about it, that was a, that that one line at the end was like, oh my god, that that, and I just thought of it now. I can't believe it. I didn't make the connection at the time. See, see, I can think. I don't, when I'm not staring at a screen, sometimes it just gives me gives me time to think. But you know what? I'm also going to think. I'm going to think, and I'm going to thank. I'm going to think it's time to go, and I want to thank you. Now I've been coughing, and I want to drink my coffee, so I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to keep this voice up very longer. But for my colleague Hagen, my little beagle, hey girl, hey girl, maybe I'll post a picture on the Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. Maybe you'll find a picture of my beagle Hagen there, who's yawning right now because she's tired of me talking. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, also at Geek Mentality. That's my uh, that's my personal. Uh, nerdy account where I post all kinds of nerdy things and other podcasts and, and anything that is fans not experts you can find there. The website is fansnotexperts.com. I lost the voice. Um, and I, I, again, the, the Twitter is at MadeManPod. Um, I'm also doing another podcast, which is the reason that probably this episode didn't come out Friday. It's called The Mandalorian Man. See, there's a theme, The Man. And that's about the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian, uh, which is a Star Wars show, which I'm really into. That one's fun because I'm, I'm going through the episodes the same time everyone else is. So with this episode, this show, a lot of you have already seen the series. Uh, that one, we're all going through it together. So if you have Disney Plus and are interested in Star Wars, check out the podcast, fansnotexperts.com. I'm going to go back into the voice now. And if I lose it, you know, it is what it is. But my feet are cold. My car has been running. I need to get out and walk. So I want to thank you for coming along with me on this journey as I strive to become a made man. Fans not experts. Good dog. Good dog. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, I dropped my keys.